Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. And we're able to tune this device to mimic that frequency and essentially block it. I've seen people shed tears of joy in the recovery room when they wake up from their light anesthesia and we turn this device on and they realize their back pain is gone. They cry for joy. Advanced Pain Care at 512-244-4272 or austinpaindoctor.com. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512-836-0590. It's really beautiful to hear you speak the truth about things. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. How are you, Melinda? Fantastic. What's not to love? It's a Friday. <laughs> it's a beautiful outside. We're all here together with our friends. That about wraps it up, Ed. It certainly does. I can't top that, except I parred the last two holes today. Uh, well, that was good. good. Good for me. Good for your old buddy here. But yeah, it's just a glorious, beautiful day outside. You finished on a strong note. I did finish really, really strong. Really good. strong. Yeah. Way to do it. I won't tell you about the first, you know, 16 <laughs> holes, but finish strong. Hey, it, it, the last two. I think the saying goes, it just matters how you finish. It'll bring me back out to the golf course. Yes. Tate is here producing. We hope you're having an excellent afternoon. State Attorney General Ken Paxton is filing a civil lawsuit against the Denton Public School District. He says they're engaging in illegal election activity. Melinda, what's happening here? Uh, Well, there was a principal of an elementary school along with his wife, who is a Denton ISD administrator, that sent out emails to their staff telling them that they needed to go out and vote in the Texas Republican primary, uh, that they would provide coverage for everybody that needed to go vote. But then they took it a step further by saying, you've got to vote for candidates that support public education and school funding. Um, We've got to get out there and vote against this voucher. So basically telling them what they should be voting on, not just a, hey, Mm -hmm. reminder, there's primaries today, Uh, telling them how to vote, what to vote for. And that's, from what I'm reading, absolutely against election law. I, 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 that yeah, it is against election law. I kind of have a wink, wink, nod, nod. I wonder if they had to, if they'd have put out vote for Ken Paxton, they would have. Paxton would be so fervent, but no, these school people can't do that. You cannot in in, in influence your people who work for you, work under you. You can send out the deal, go out and vote. But when they added the thing about the vouchers, that that crossed the line. This whole thing is, you know, it's all about vouchers. Paxton's targeting all these good Republicans who are not voting for vouchers. He's targeting people who voted against you. He's even targeting judges. So uh, on this one, I think he's right. But most of the time, I think Ken Paxton's wrong. The Texas scorecard says in one case, the principal of a school in the Denton district uh, texted out a sample ballot for people to look at. And uh, it said it encouraged them vote for the anti-school choice Republicans that we've marked. We've made it easy for you. Uh, Here, we're going to tell you exactly who to vote for. (laughs) We'll even take you to the polls. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll cover it. We've got a car rider system going. You can't do that. You cannot do that in in their position. So I saw that Denton ISD released a statement to uh, a San Antonio uh, station And in that statement, they said in their discussions with the attorney general, they agreed the election law should be followed. And they added that they will train all trustees and administrators annually on district policies on elections and campaigns with the expectations that they are followed. Uh, Okay. 
I mean, that doesn't sound like much of anything. Yeah, we agreed they were wrong and we'll do better in making sure that people know they can't do that. No mention of any sanctions against these administrators who are violating state law. They should they not. should be sanctioned. They should probably be suspended for a couple of weeks, Mark, without pay. Um, I think that. Or, and if you do it again, do anything like that, they're, you're put on probation. You can't do that. Uh, the Texas Election Code prohibits public employees from using public resources to electioneer. The Texas Penal Code prohibits voter coercion. Both are Class A misdemeanors, according to the Texas scorecard. So is Paxton intending to file charges against these two I bet he does. I, I bet he does. Knowing Paxton, yeah. He doesn't get mad. He, he gets even. Yeah. He sued the school district, but yeah. to me... I'm not sure that this falls necessarily on the school district because it wasn't as if the the superintendent of the district sent that out. It it sounds like it was just and the and the two people that did wife and husband. It sounds like it's just these two individuals. So I would rather see. Okay, what are the charges for something like this? Maybe you look at doing that to these two individuals. I don't necessarily think that it was the whole entire school. No, district. it's not. It, I think they were acting on their own. I think they were definitely acting on their own. The Texas Court of Criminal Appeals has ruled the state attorney general cannot criminally prosecute people for election law violations. Then why do we have violations? Why do you have an election law if you can't? You cannot charge people that break it. I think they're saying that district attorneys can. Mm -hmm. Okay, well then fine. Not the state attorney general. Turn it over to the district attorney there in... Denton County, yes. Yes. Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. Yeah, that was an 8-to-1 ruling by the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals against Attorney General Paxton, saying he cannot criminally prosecute people for election fraud. I just think you turn over the evidence to the local DA and see what comes of it. Yeah, highly suggest that they move forward with it. <laughs> In Washington D.C., they have a, a program similar to Austin City Council's Guaranteed Income Program. This one is called Strong Families, Stronger Futures, and they give select individuals taxpayer money to spend as they choose. Now, this taxpayer is a 27-year-old mother of three. Kenethia Miller, who's already on all kinds of taxpayer subsidies for housing and food, etc. And she was selected for this program in Washington, D.C. as one is she was one of 132 mothers who each got ten thousand eight hundred dollars to spend no strings attached. Yeah, and this just shows the pitfalls of this entire program. They've got to have oversight, they've got to have guidance. It was foolish to give them the option of a 10800 lump sum or $900 monthly payments. First of all, I'm not 100% for this at all because of the no checks and balances, but boy, she had a doozy of a trip with her kids and spent all that money on this trip. It's all gone, uh, and it was intended for them to use, uh, like Austin, uh, mostly for housing, for food, whatever, but this is the big pitfall of this program when you give people who really don't know how to manage money, $10,000. She went to the go-go and went to the went to Miami and spent money on herself and her kids. Yeah. A part of me says, 
I can understand a bit about, you know, let's take a little bit of break with the kids, maybe go down to a local beach, maybe like something that costs yeah. maybe a couple hundred dollars, yes, yes. Uh, not the the massive amounts of money here. And I really, as I was reading the story and this mom, it said, justified her spending by saying she hoped to inspire her children and teach them that if they work hard enough, they may one day be able to afford one, one of, of the, the mansions. mansions. Yes, one of the mansions. I do not think that was a lesson that was learned during this. You are already getting payments from the taxpayers there. You live in a subsidized apartment. You, you had money from a place called the Temporary Assistant to Needy Families Fund. You were on food stamps, and you were given this and you chose to just blow Blow it it. just you know i'm sure it sounds like a trip a lot of people would like to do and she bought different outfits for her children for every day on the vacation new clothes for every day it was sort of a dream but you know what that instead of using that money responsibly and doing it the right way it's gone it's gone six thousand dollars for a five-day luxury trip is what she spent in addition to spending money on the clothes and things for herself. She told the Washington Post, I wanted to blow it. I wanted to have fun. Listen, you can have fun for less than $6,000. I don't spend that on trips that I take that I am funding myself because you know what? I can't afford it. (laughs) (laughs) Here are the numbers. Get in here and join us. We'll take your calls and your texts coming up just ahead. It's Mark, Melinda, and Ed, 512-836-0590. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. And you can stream the show live on your digital device via the free news radio KLBJ app. One of the stories we're discussing is State Attorney General Ken Paxton is suing the Denton School District in civil court. He claims they're breaking election laws by encouraging all of their staff to go vote and even coaching them on which candidates to vote for in the Republican primary. Marsha is calling with some thoughts on that story. Good afternoon, Marsha. Welcome to KLBJ. Hello. Thank you, fellas. Good afternoon. We're having that same problem here in Williamson County and Leander ISD. I I texted you all a uh, scrub from the recent school board meeting that happened last Thursday where discussion was had about a candidate that's on the ballot running for precinct chair and how this precinct chair, uh, that everyone needs to show up to the polls to vote against this precinct chair, vote both Republican and Democrat, so that they don't uh, allow this particular person who's run for school board in the past and lost to, to get elected. That electioneering is happening at a school board meeting in archive. So you all now have that, that clip I've sent to you. It's happening across the state, but it's right here in Williamson County as well. And that was the most recent school board meeting for Leander? That is correct, sir. Okay. And the primary is going on now. We have about, what, seven more days? Yes. And things, egregious things like that, electioneering that is illegal electioneering. Now, there is legal electioneering at the polls within an outside of a 100-feet marker to communicate with, with voters, you know, uh, appropriately 
holding your candidate sign or your proposition sign or whatever. But at a school board meeting, actively campaigning against, electioneering against a candidate is totally illegal. It has been submitted to the Attorney General for review as well. I I was going to ask you that. Mm -hmm. Thanks for touching on that. Marcia, we appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you. 512-836-0590. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that Meta's social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook, created an opportunity for parents to manage their children's online social media accounts and charge subscriptions for the content being created on those accounts. And now, after examining what's been happening, the Wall Street Journal says some of these accounts have pedophiles as subscribers, pedophiles that are paying money to see content of children on these platforms. Well, this whole thing is sick. Parents putting pictures of their children and then these pedophiles, you know, subscribing. Where is Meta and their checks and balances? You know, you hear all the time from Zuckerberg and the others, oh, we're doing our best to monitor, to monitor. No, you're not, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. You're not doing that at all. If this continues to go on, photos of young girls in bikinis and leotards to mostly men, it's not right. It is extremely disturbing on so many levels. Um, One, the story says that Meta staffers alerted the higher-ups, hey, we've got a problem here. We need to figure this out. And they asked for more monitoring. Their bosses said no for whatever reason. Then you add on to that, you've got parents that are willing to To use their kids in this manner. Those parents, in my opinion, should be investigated because that is extremely sick. Uh, And then two... Of course, you had to know that when you put stuff like this online, these disgusting pedophiles are going to come out of the woodwork and start commenting and wanting to see more. And they tell other pedophiles, go to this, go to this, go to this. It gets worse. This is one of the very chilling parts of this story, which is loaded with very alarming information. The Wall Street Journal says in a number of instances... Users are swapping tips on a how to track down where specific girls live. Mm. And it quotes some of the comments. They're vile. I'm not going to read those on the air. Think about what these parents are taking part in right. and possibly unleashing. It's horrifying. It and is. these parents do need to be investigated to determine if that child is in a safe place or not. It doesn't sound like it from my viewpoint that you're willing to put your kid out there. No, they're not. I agree with you completely. Uh, And when you read that line I just read, uh, if you're a parent doing this, you need to shut it down immediately as fast as you can. The the monsters are out there. Right. And they are looking for opportunities. But tell me why you would even think it's a good idea, even if you're not opening up a subscription-only account, why do you think it's a good idea to put your children out there like that? I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, The Wall Street Journal says the images of the girls usually do not involve nudity or other illegal content. Meta staffers found evidence. In some cases, parents understood the content they were producing for other adults was for the adult's sexual gratification. 
And get this, parents engaged in sexual banter about their own children oh. <laughs> or had their own daughters interact with these people paying money to see this content. That Go is unbelievable. save those kids yeah. now. Go save them. Find out who these people are and go save those poor kids isn't that disgraceful it is of uh meta's leadership to be told about this and not shut it down completely they should can shut it down completely completely this is just i think right now there is an all-out assault on children i don't know and maybe this is just me have you noticed lately how many amber alerts you're getting Mm -hmm. children going missing it is increasing uh, every single day, you're starting to hear one or two. There, to me, is an all-out assault on these poor children, whether it is in the classroom to talk about sexuality, uh, whether it is parents using their kids in this manner to, I don't know what they're hoping to achieve from it. It is disgusting. Here are the numbers. We'd like to hear your thoughts. Weigh in, call or text at 512-836-0590. The Washington Times says that President Biden is pushing to end racial and gender disparities in the job market when it comes to how much money people are paid. Uh, He's hoping to have this in place in April and take effect this year. This would apply to 89,000 federal contractors who are handling federal contracts. And bottom line is, Biden wants to force federal contractors and subcontractors to reveal what every job pays when they post open positions. And reading this, it says when you do that, the pay goes down about 2%. It does not go up. And uh, I just, I'm not sure this is, I, I know it's not a good thing to do. It's it's sort of like a socialistic deal where everybody's going to make the same deal. Uh, everyone, and not it's not by job performance or experience or whatever. It's just, to me, it's a dangerous thing to do. Well, in a couple of studies looking into this at different places that have already implemented this, cited anywhere from a 2 to a 7% pay drop. The part that was interesting to me is you have the Biden administration saying, yes, we need to do this. But at the same time, you've got the Biden administration going after companies uh, that they say are sharing wage data in a scheme to keep payroll costs down. Uh, if you're making it transparent, how do you... you're that's just out there. That That's sharing of wage yeah. data. So how are you going after some companies saying that that's wrong, yet this is what you want for all, at least for now, government employees? This is how Biden operates, isn't it? The left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. They're working at cross purposes. Multiple independent research studies by academics at universities have concluded that overall this drives down wages. Mm-hmm. It says uh, people are reluctant to try to bargain with employers when all these salaries are right there in the open and everybody knows what everybody else is making. And so that works to hold down wages. Uh, As Melinda noted, the researchers say if you're uh, owner of a company in a certain field, you can check online and see what your competitors are paying, and then you can set your own wages accordingly. Right. And that holds down wages. It's all backed up by academic research. Yeah, it, it, I think to a lot of people it sounds good that everybody gets paid the same. And they all they always note minorities and women, how they're underpaid in this. And now this will be equality, da-da-da-da-da-da. But when you look deeper into this, it is not going to increase. As the examples Mark gave, 
And I gave earlier that it's 2% down, not 2% up. It should never be based on here, here's what it is. It should always be based on what is the individual bringing. It, it shouldn't matter if a guy in the same position as I is making more money than me, but is offering up way more and contributing more mm-hmm. than I am. I shouldn't be paid the same rate as that individual. It has nothing to do with me being a woman and him being a man. Everything to do with what, what are we contributing? What you bring to the table. Uh, some of the big contractors that will be affected include Pfizer, Bloomberg, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, and others. We're talking about almost $700 billion in federal contracts and some 89,000 workers who are yeah. contractors or subcontractors. This really puts the onus on the sub subcontractors. To, it, it, it puts more pressure where they it takes the ability for them to get people with more experience or expertise, that sort of thing, when you have to pay equal to everybody. And it's just, it's, I can see where they're trying to make everybody equal and not, not uh, they'll talk about uh, historical discrimination against minorities or women in wages, but this will not solve this problem. Won't do it at all. All right, here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text us. We have news next and much more coming up. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Enjoy the podcasts of Mark, Melinda, and Ed at your convenience. You'll find them on NewsRadioKLBJ.com. A migrant shelter in San Diego says it has to close down. It is completely out of taxpayer money. This is a place where the Border Patrol brings illegal aliens after they've crossed the border in California and drop off in San Diego where they get some services before they're then taken to the airport to fly to their final destination. And yesterday, the head of this shelter announced, that's it. We have burned through all of the taxpayer money. Yeah, $6 million. They say they're out of money now, and you're going to see the migrants on the street. Another another time, another example of what's wrong with this whole deal. Good-hearted people in San Diego, but they got no more money. Got no more money, and the migrants are still coming, Melinda. Well, and the mayor says, get ready. This is going to ruin neighborhoods, destroy hotels, destroy security infrastructure. It's really bad for everybody. He goes on to say that with the shelter being full, uh, sometimes that means you got to move them over to the hotels. That kind of compounds with California doing the same thing we do here, using hotels for homeless. He says they spent up to 8000 per person per month just to be in the hotel. Staggering, isn't it? Yeah, taxpayers should be angry about this. Here's Fox's Bill Malusian. He is in that part of California with an update on what's happening there on the border. To you just moments ago, another Border Patrol bus just drove away after mass releasing a huge group of adult men from all around the world here who crossed the border illegally. There is an NGO on scene here. I was just uh, listening to her talk to them. She said, welcome to San Diego. You're at a transit center. If you wait a moment, another private bus is going to pull up here and you'll get free transportation to another transit station, which will then take you to an airport uh, and you can go wherever you'd like. We've been talking to these people all morning long. They literally Literally are from all around the world. We'll see if we can do them again. Hola, de donde son? I can speak English. English, where are you from? I'm from Mauritania. Mauritania, West Africa. West Africa. And why'd you come? 
because I don't, I'm not free in there, and I'm like a homosexual, and they're 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 Muslims and they don't uh, accept that in there. So you're gonna claim asylum? Exactly. Got it. And where do you want to go in the United States? Chicago, got it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Hola, de dónde son? De dónde son? Español? Español? De dónde son? Guatemala. Guatemala. ¿Dónde vas en los Estados Unidos? Virginia. 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 De dónde son? Colombia. Colombia. ¿Dónde vas en los Estados Unidos? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, Wherever they want to go. Bill Malusian yeah. right there in Southern California. Wherever they want to go. Where's okay. all the screaming about Biden providing them pr- transportation yeah. away from the border to Chicago, Chicago. Los to Virginia, Angeles, Virginia, Los Angeles. Yeah, they were all up in arms when it was the Texas governor doing that. But when you've got your own national government doing it, we have nothing to say. Crickets, isn't it? 512-836-0590. Join the discussion Christy is in Round Rock. She has some thoughts on the story from the first half hour. State Attorney General Ken Paxton is suing the Denton Public School District in civil court. He's alleging some of their administrators have been encouraging all employees to go vote and even coaching them to vote for certain Republicans in the primary who are against parental choice in the schools. Christy, welcome. How are you this afternoon? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you. Yes, what are your thoughts, Christy? Well, I actually am the chapter chair of Moms for Liberty in Williamson County, and we had an interesting experience just the last week. Leander ISD, who you know the governor tweeted because they wouldn't pay constitutions, um, they decided that they would post on Twitter or X that Texas has an open primary, so any registered voter can participate in the Republican or Democrat primary. And then they had a graphic image basically encouraging people to cross vote in the Republican primary. So they're really trying to get out the candidates that are going to be strong for school choice. So I'm concerned that our local ISDs are taking the focus off of academics and they're getting hyper-focused on politics, even to the point that they allowed a community member at the Leander ISD board meeting last week to stand up with a poster and publicly tell Democrats to vote in the Republican primary to vote out a particular precinct chair candidate. Mm. It's just really gotten out of control. Have you uh, shared that concern with any of the prosecutors in your area? I have not, but we do have organizations that we partner together, and we are definitely um, aware and working forward um, a plan to to really um, confront the school districts for their over-politicization of the community when they really need to be focusing on students. Our students can't read and do math on grade level, but boy, we can get involved in politics as a independent school district. It's, it's, the school districts can't do that. They cannot do that. I don't know where they believe they can get get away with doing that. You can do that on your own at your own home. You cannot mm-hmm. use the school district for a platform to tell people who to vote for, who not to vote for. Well, and it kind of makes me wonder how long have has this been going on and there just wasn't any attention brought to it. Well, I'll tell you an example. Um, several years ago, I had signed up to be a substitute teacher and I got an email from the Round Rock ISD superintendent at that time. This was probably 2017. Got an email to my personal email address with him encouraging me to go vote for these candidates listed in the email that were 
pro-public school, and I'm a Republican voter, and every single person in that list was a Democrat. They did not align with my values, and I was very concerned about it, and I responded and said, I don't know one, you know, one thing why you're calling me your friend when I don't know you. Dear friend, please vote. And two, um, why you would think that you could coerce me to vote for your choices. And the superintendent replied back to me and he said, I bought your information from the school district. It's $7. You can go to a school district and you can buy all the emails of all of the teachers and retired teachers. And he was doing that on his own time and his own dime to try to affect the, um, that election. It was, it was really eye-opening to me. Disturbing as well. Wow. Yeah. Christy, thanks so much. You have a good afternoon. Yeah. We appreciate it. 512-836-0590. It's everywhere. It's just it, this whole political season is just disgusting to me in so many ways. It is you've got you've got so many people who are trying Can, try, can I know, ask you now sure. hearing this, you said earlier that this was Paxton going on like a revenge tour or something. He's on a revenge tour around the state, yeah. But, does it not need to be done? Does he not need to be see- suing these school districts as a mm. message to all other school districts? This is against the law, guys. Oh, Mel, I guess, and I, I should explain. He's he's on the revenge tour. He can what Paxton is doing. He needs to be doing with these school districts and these people in in high offices trying to influence election. My comment: Paxton is on a revenge tour. Everybody who did not support Paxton when he was impeached. He's after them. He's even after sitting conservative judges who voted against him and some issues. He is on a revenge tour like I've never seen before. There used to be a saying with Ronald Reagan, do no harm against Republicans. Well, that's out the window with Ken Paxton and our governor. They're going after a lot of really good people. Let's go to Christine Cedar Park with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Good afternoon, Christine. How are you? I'm doing good. This is a... Very eye-opening. I'm glad that people actually are calling in and speaking about what's going on in our primaries and Leander ISD and Round Rock ISD. Um, My big thing, um, the last person touched on it, I am, my students are zoned for Leander ISD, and they posted on Leander ISD's Facebook page on February 13th. It says, your assignment vote, missed. I can only vote in primary in the primary party that I support, fact, there is no party registration in Texas. If you're a registered voter, you can vote in either primary. Why are they posting this on their Facebook site? And then an, a local activist at the last Leander board meeting, like the last talk, uh, person just said, got up and for 90 seconds bashed this man that is running and saying all liberals in this town you can vote in the Republican Party. You need to come out and vote against him. We can flip this seat. This, I mean, it, it is so vile in Williamson County right now. You have Terry Wilson spreading lies about Jana pa, um, Chapa. It, it, it just, it's disgusting. And I just, you know, you spoke about there used to be a rule that Republicans don't go after other Republicans. The problem is in Williamson County is we don't have actual Republicans in like Terry Wilson, if you look at his voting record, he is not a Republican. He's not conservative. He's in purple. Everything that he votes on is more to the left. They're not re- representing us. They say they're Republican, but they're not. You can look at their voting record. They're all liars, and they're paid off. Terry- Christine, thank you. You have a good afternoon. Part of this uh, is owing to Governor Greg Abbott. 
deciding he was going to get in the primaries and back candidates that are pro-parental choice. And that is pitting some of Abbott's Republican primary candidates against incumbents yeah. in the House who voted against parental choice. And, and, and I, I, I disagree with the governor on that because that's one issue. And you're talking about a lot of these are rural rural legislators where their communities don't want vouchers. And these guys like John Kemple from Seguin, an honorable guy whose father was in the state house, John Kemple's a great legislator and the governor's after him because one vote, John Kemple did not vote with the governor and he's endorsing and so is Donald Trump endorsing that opponent. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I guess I see it a little bit different. You should be able to endorse whoever the heck you want to endorse for whatever reason you want. Not cool and not cool. It's just not right. How is it any different it's from not, the federal? It's, it's, it's not right in this case because it's one vote on school vouchers and now uh, the governor is going after everybody who did not vote for vouchers. And what if they're what if those rural or other legislators are voting the reflection of their constituents? That's wrong. That is patently wrong what the governor's doing. It's not like he's going in hand selecting and placing them in the, still is a vote that is out there. He's just saying this is my pick. It's wrong. It is. I don't see it any different from any other politician wrong. that goes out there and no. says, I support Mel, this person because they're big on abortion, or I support this person because they're big on immigration. I support this person because of whatever. Historically, Mel, Republican office holders stay out of primaries. They stay out of primaries. Perhaps that's for the, the problem the with why no, we're where we are now. No, that's not the problem. That is not the problem. That's what should happen. This is terrible what's going on in our state. 512-836-0590-241. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. Now, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Thank you very much for joining us. It is 245. Tate is here producing. Let's go to Deborah on KLBJ. Hello, Deborah. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you guys today? Very well. Welcome, Deborah. Thanks. Are we having fun in this primary season? A blast. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, meet, let's redefine the word fun, right? Um, but I am in Williamson County, and somebody had mentioned this before. I, I've been busy working the polls, so I, I missed it. But we've had another situation that we have been dealing with. I mean, in the Republican Party... There is, um, it's led by our county chair, and then we have a vice chair, and they put out a endorsed voter guide that says the Williamson County Republican Party and the county chair's name and the vice chair's name endorsement list. And it looks like it's coming from the party. And so they've hired people, either um, their candidates on that list are paying for people to work the polls, wearing Williamson County Republican shirts, and they're handing out these guides, and they're saying this is the Republican Party's endorsed list. So we, when we found this out, we actually sent out an email letting people know this is a misleading endorsement list because the precinct chairs, the body, um, have to vote on any endorsements for the body together to stand behind. So it's a misrepresentation of what's happening and so people just need to be aware of that. What I like to tell people is if you're getting that list, that's your list of people not to vote for. And then we are handing out a conservative list 
saying these are the conservative precinct chairs and they're conservative candidates that we're supporting. So people just need to be aware of that. When they're saying this is the Republican Party, be careful and do your own homework when you go into the polls. Is this being handed out right there at the place where people are voting? Yeah, they're being handed out at the polling place. How, yes. how, how, how clo- how, hey, Deborah, how close to the voting machines are they handing that out? Well, you're only allowed to be within 100 feet. Yes. You, know, so you can't cross within 100 feet. Are they crossing so, that barrier? Oh, no, no. We're all okay. respecting the barrier, you know, but it's just, it's the, op- you know, the candidates they're, and their challengers, and it's just, really interesting when they say there's so much disunity in the party. It's like, there is. And I don't understand that myself. It's like, we're all supposed to be fighting for our constitutional freedoms. All right, uh, Deborah. thank you. Uh, Have a good afternoon and a good weekend. It is is confusing. It is confusing when Republicans against Republicans. That's one thing about the darn Democrats. And let me just say, I'm not a Republican and I'm not a Democrat. But the Democrats... I don't think they feed on each other as Republicans are doing in this state now. It seems like, don't you think that, Mel, they get together like they do in Washington and it's all kumbaya? I know we've got a DA race here where you've got opposing views with Celestine and our current DA, but usually they don't do this eating each other up like the Republicans are doing this cycle. Well, AOC comes to mind. Mm-hmm. She primaried a longtime Democrat incumbent. Yeah. Uh, that's been happening more I in Democrat so. primaries. Yeah. I guess you're right. It's just, yeah. Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. The Securities and Exchange Commission says it charged the husband of an executive with BP with insider trading after he made trades after he overheard his wife's phone calls before a big announcement, BP was going to be acquiring a company. So they're saying he heard that in listening to her talk on the phone, went out and bought a whole bunch of shares and made $1.76 million off of buying those shares and then later selling them at a much higher price. And this guy thought he wasn't going to get caught with this. His wife is head of mergers and acquisitions for British Petroleum Oil Company one of the largest in the world. And he just listened in and wrote stuff down and got the right dates and made the trades. I'm glad they got him because this is classic insider trading. I'm scratching my head that the guy's wife was not aware of the trades. Federal regulators and prosecutors say, I guess this guy was stealth enough to not tell her or just do it on the QT. I'm just going to point out the obvious. Shouldn't be remote working. And that's where this happened. She was working remotely at home. So any conversation that she had in that house could be overheard by whoever was in that house. Uh, That's the first thing. But no, he absolutely should not have taken advantage of the situation that was in front of him. This version that I have does not indicate how the feds found out he had done this. How, how did they discover that he I had done Mark, this? I think Mark was such a large transaction from a guy who might not have ever traded in this arena with 46,000 share, 46, shares. That would sort of raise, raise the red flag, to, I guess, to the SEC. Okay. And then they, they say it's closely involved with British Petroleum, and they look, uh-oh, the mergers and acquisitions manager is this guy's wife. That would raise the big red flag.
And you're skeptical, Ed, that the wife did not know a thing about... I hate to be that way, but, you Maybe know... Maybe she was the one that turned him in. Nah, I don't know. I don't think she'd do that, unless you want hey, a divorce. You, I mean, you, you never know. Well, maybe, Mel, you're exactly right. She's at home, and he's just listening, and I don't know. It just seems a little too cozy for me, but then I'm kind of cynical about these kind of stuff. No, I, I think that's healthy skepticism. You know. If they have one bank account... Did the one point seven six million show up in that bank account? Mm-hmm. She would. A, she would say, ooh. "Wow, where did this come yeah. from? It What's might, going get a on new here?" Job? It yes. might have been a trading account under his name and his name only. But then, when he gets the benefit, honey, where'd you get the new car? Where'd you get the money? Yes. we're going to Paris for the weekend. Well, you know, I don't. What did this guy do for a living? Living? Did the story say what this guy did? Mm-hmm. No, no. So yeah, he has pleaded guilty to securities fraud. He's agreed to forfeit one point seven million dollars. He will be sentenced soon. He faces up to five years in federal prison, and could be charged an additional two hundred fifty grand in fines. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Again, uh, the story says. The wife was not aware of the trades, according to federal regulators and prosecutors. Uh, Mike is in Cedar Park. He wants to weigh in on this story. Hey, Mike, welcome. How you doing? Uh, hey, guys. How are you? Fine, sir. Good. I just want to let you know on that story uh, with the insider trading, the story I read in the Wall Street Journal, I think it was, this morning said that the wife turned her husband in when he oh. told her about it mm. and then filed for divorce. <laughs> wow. And said, let Gold. me get half before yeah. you have to pay that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't no, I don't want to be obligated for it. He said he did the trade so his wife wouldn't have to work long hours anymore. And she said, Aww. no thanks. Turn, and then turned him in to BP. BP told the regulators and the rest is history, I guess. Does she still work for BP, Mike? No, they let her go over the whole thing. Interesting. Wow. Well, thank you for that added information. That's that's, that's important good. information that really is beneficial for this story. Thank you, Mike. Yes, sir. Have a good day. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm trying to think, why wouldn't that be a conversation that they said, you know what, we need, we need you to come in to the office to have this conversation, not do it remotely. Over the phone or over Zoom, yeah. And that just seems a little bizarre to me. 512-836-0590. You can call. You can text. Uh, this is Jeff on KLBJ. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you doing? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Love the show. Thank you. Welcome aboard, Jeff. Hey, as usual, Melinda's right. Ed's wrong. Uh, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> Nothing else needs to be said. Uh-oh. Thank you, Jeff. Uh-oh, uh-oh Jeff. <laughs> what am I wrong about, Jeffrey? <laughs> hey, I want to throw some context. You're talking about uh, the governor's endorsements of Republican candidates that uh, voted uh, against school choice. Not vouchers, because vouchers don't exist. It's school choice and uh, educational savings accounts is what they are. But across the state in 2022, 88% of Republican primary voters, the very same voters that voted those people into office, voted for school choice. 75% of the legislature voted for school choice. School choice was also one of the uh, Republican Party of Texas legislative priorities and a legislative priority of the governor. So voting against it, you just blew off the entire Republican Party, and that's why they're getting primaried. Uh, good points getting, there, Jeff. One, one Thank vote. you, sir. It's one vote. That's why you're right. They they didn't they didn't go along with the governor on vouchers, and he's not getting mad. He's getting even, and it's wrong. 
Jeff, have a good weekend. We appreciate it. The news is coming up next, and there's more to cover right after the news. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. And we're able to tune this device to mimic that frequency and essentially block it. I've seen people shed tears of joy in the recovery room when they wake up from their light anesthesia and we turn this device on and they realize their back pain is gone. They cry for joy. Advanced Pain Care at 512-244-4272 or austinpaindoctor.com.